0: <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Inciting Moment Podcast. My name's Ian. uh Who else here is with me?
1: I am Harrison, and I, I also, I recommend Ian that maybe you should try some nice chamomile tea because I notice you always cough very heavily when we're starting.
0: Um, it's a problem. I'm, I'm trying to find things to fix it. Maybe that'll be my cure.
2: Maybe. What's uh, it I got it right here. Hand me the keys, you cock sucking motherfucker. <laughs>
0: It's him! He's the one!
2: Hi, I'm Sam, and uh, I'm Soze. You found him. Damn, just like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just like that. It's
1: number five. Number five (laughs) killed my brother. (laughs) Oh, Oh,
0: I'm excited for our feature presentation, because man, what a breath of fresh air with that one. But before we get around to that, we have had... Quite the happenings of media-related news as of late. Media news that, to be completely honest, has just been very frustrating to hear. Um, Starting off with probably the thing that people have already heard about, but uh, in case you haven't, um, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle on a platform that many of you may have heard of at some point. I don't know if you have. It's it's a platform called Twitter. And, uh... (laughs) Oh, things have been really fucky with Twitter as of late, ever since the good old dude, or not so good old dude, depending on how you look at him, uh, Elon Musk has been uh, doing a bit of a shake-up over there, given that he paid $44 billion to acquire the social media platform Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, And uh,
0: as you can probably guess, you have to wonder, well, how in the hell is he ever going to make back any kind of financial gain from spending that much? Well, Elon's got you covered because, see, he had this, this big brain move, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Of the
0: fact that there's a lot of people on Twitter, and there's a lot of celebrities, a lot of just public figures that, you know... For all intents and purposes, people could very well try and impersonate. So as a means of having it where people can follow a account with confidence and know that this is the person, there is a blue check mark right next to their account profile. This is something that I'm sure many people already know. But Elon had the big brain move of, "Oh shit!" Well, what if for 20 bucks a month, Anyone can get the blue check mark, and then they can feel special and say, hey, I'm the real deal, everybody. Now, of course, a- after a complaint made by Stephen King himself uh, about how that is uh, one of the dumbest things you could possibly do, because while you claim it's supposed to cut down on scammers and trolls, it only further encourages them, given that, you know, they can just throw money at it and gain access to a blue check mark. Elon then said, oh, no, 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 no Stephen King, senpai, don't leave, please, um, what if it was only $8?
1: <laughs> As opposed to the $20 originally.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, okay, 8 I suppose, is more manageable, sure, but honestly, I, I think that makes it even worse, because now... Who wouldn't, for a month, just throw $8 to be able to do that? I I mean, it's just further encouraging, the whole thing that, you know, he's claiming it'll cut down on. But now, see, here's here's the other thing about the blue checkmark kerfuffle. It's the fact that, should you pay $8 a month, not only will you get the blue checkmark, but your page and uh, replies will be the ones that are filtered towards the top which begs the question what about people that don't pay oh well it's interesting that you ask that because get um, fucked yes get fucked that's essentially ian, what it is
1: get ian i don't think fucked. you understand ian if they don't have the check mark i don't care about them they're peasants they're beneath me
0: oh mm. oh clearly they're, they're, they're scum dirt clearly, beneath yeah. our feet yeah, us no. the connoisseurs that drop the 8 dollars of that blue check mark Now, of course, when we say get fucked, what we are paying reference to is the fact that should you not pay the $8 and be quote-unquote verified, uh, you have the exact opposite experience. Uh, Your replies and Twitter profile is filtered at the very bottom of uh, both search results and just Twitter posts in general. Uh, You are literally a second-class citizen. Uh, to Twitter and everyone that is uh, verified, which I personally think is a a, a huge uh, not so big brain move because what essentially is happening is if you pay the eight dollars per month for Twitter, you are essentially getting the same experience that you would have been getting for the past like what decade that Twitter has been a thing, and if you don't. You are invisible. You do not matter. You will not show up in search results, and again, your voice will not be heard. You are essentially silenced. People will have to go out of their way to find your replies, your yes. profile, and stuff like that.
1: Ian, I have, I have just found something amazing. I don't know how I made this connection earlier, right? Yeah, it's eight dollars. It puts you at the priority. Your messages are sorted separately. People see your stuff. Why does the Twitter checkmark have the same exact functionality and price as Tinder Gold?
0: Oh God, no! Let's talk about getting
2: fucked. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the exact same price. Oh my God, no! <laughs> no! It's the same price. It does the same thing. Do you think that's where he got the idea from? It, maybe. Well, well, cause um, I forget how
0: far back um, this was created, but there was this like paid service on Twitter called uh, Twitter Blue, which was like fifteen bucks a month, and you get access to essentially uh, ad-free usage of Twitter, where you don't get any of those promoted like stupid clickbaity ads or anything like that. And on top of that... And and, and here's the big shocker, fellas. This is the the end-all, be-all right here.
1: You can edit
0: your tweets.
2: Oh, (laughs) wow.
1: Okay, I pulled up exactly what it did before, alright? Okay. So, Twitter Blue gave you ad-free articles, so if you read news on Twitter, you didn't get ads. Okay. You could create bookmarked folders... You got to customize the app icon on your phone. You got to set a theme to Twitter. You had custom navigation settings. Uh, Another thing for sorting news, a reader for sorting news, the ability to remove a tweet that you put. So that way, Hmm. you know, it's not an edit. It's a timer when you're posting that you could, you know, change it or delete it before it goes up. Oh, and a link to yeah. NFT wallets if you are into that oh okay there i mean it is. there it is it's, <laughs> it's not it is. the worst thing for what it was intended to be originally no and, and because it was navigation... five dollars for using twitter as a news source without ads five dollars originally this was uh back in october 27th of this year
2: god dang
1: godspeed currently listed on twitter's help center about twitter blue it's an opt-in paid monthly service that has a blue check mark next to your account but i mean we we have this whole fuckle kerfuffle as i like to
0: call it because of just frankly the whole thing being mismanaged and just the pricing first off being outrageous and not even having like a good idea of what to do ...with that, and changing your mind when Stephen King throws a fit and you want Senpai to notice you, (laughs) and shit like that.
1: Ian, that's why it
0: costs as much as Tinder gold. And I just find that so silly. (laughs) And, I I mean, the stuff you were listing off, with the navigation stuff... Yes. ...that sounds useful, especially for people who avidly use Twitter. The problem with me... Oh, no, 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 see, see, not the problem with me, no... The upside with me, I can only use Twitter so long before I feel like I'm going to have an aneurysm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand Twitter Blue as a purpose before for like the past year that it was going as, hey, you're a journalist. Your job is to stay up to date on what's going on in the world. Here's these nice sorting features for you. You can customize the app a bit more, make your job easier. Wonderful design choice.
0: But it also sounds like Elon really wanted, like, the everyman to also use Twitter Blue, especially when they just decided to factor in the blue checkmark into the service instead of it being, like, a separate thing. So it's just... I I don't know, man. And I mean, there are even reports saying that Twitter Blue, I mean, some people were using, and I even remember reading that journalists themselves were the ones mainly using them. But the problem is, is that, like... (laughs) <laughs> uh, what what was what was the price amount Harrison that you were saying that good old uh, four, Elon dropped on oh, Twitter? Oh, so
1: originally it was $5 for blue. Elon spends $44 billion on Twitter and wants to then bump the price up for Twitter Blue to $20. So a four times price increase.
2: I mean, look, if I bought something for that much money, <laughs>
1: then he gets told off by good old Stephen King and he cuts the price down to $8.
2: Stephen King of all people. God damn.
1: And Stephen King still didn't buy it. Uh, ah, get fucked. Okay.
2: <laughs> there are other now websites than these.
0: Yes, and that's the big thing. I mean a lot of people with how the situation has been handled Um, they're already moving over to other platforms. I mean, one that I've seen a lot of people talk about is some platform called Mastodon, which apparently is similar to Twitter, but it offers so many more options in terms of, like, organization and how you actually, like, style your posts and under, like, what category and stuff like that. So, I mean, if anything, this has just been a first step in potentially... Uh, the downward slope of of Twitter.
1: I mean, Ian, I was gonna say my favorite thing to come from this though is the slew of ads that Tumblr has been putting on Twitter, okay. which are as like obnoxious and cringy as possible to convince people not to jump over to Tumblr. <laughs> God damn.
2: Please please don't go here. We don't have porn anymore, just leave us.
0: And... Just,
2: just just go, please. No, but Sam, you were about to say something? I mean I didn't know Mastodon started a, a social website, but here we are. <laughs> They got Oblivion, Blood and Thunder. Uh,
1: oh!
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, fellas, uh, there's only so much that can be said about the whole situation. Especially because now it seems like the whole practice of having the, the, the verification process is, is now being pulled back and cancelled. So it's just
1: like... <laughs> The only thing yeah, you can really say um, right now is just, oh, well? <laughs> I have sucked? a current news article title for you, Ian. Um, what, what, that, what's, what's that? Uh, he's going to try to do it again. Oh, do what part no. again? Yeah, he pulled it, and he's going to attempt it again. So we'll see how that goes. Now, uh, I, is I, any that he's going to
0: gonna do it again, though, uh, does it detail how? worse
1: well this is a news article from today so i haven't had a chance to read it because i saw it when i was trying to find the price
0: yeah no i I was kind of looking around for stuff like that yesterday i didn't find anything so it's funny that it's today that we're recording that we find it yeah he's just
2: speed running at this point he's trying to see how fast he can sing it honestly
0: well the
1: problem is is that he can't just sell it back
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so he kind of has to live with his purchase that's the problem
1: yeah, what essentially happened to him is he tried to say he was going to buy Twitter to bump up the stocks for Tesla to sell them. That was his sole intention. Mm-hmm. And that he did. However, when he tried to back out of the Twitter purchase, which would then cause the stock prices to drop, and then he can rebuy back his own stocks, mm-hmm. um, he already signed the contract. Neat. So he couldn't.
2: Get done. Wow. Uh, yeah, y- you, you, you had this baby, now you have to take care of it. <laughs> exactly.
0: Shit. Well, I mean, fellas, I know there's only so much to say aside from it's stupid, but... Fuck
1: around And right I understand
0: now. that, at least as far as I'm aware of, uh, maybe you guys have used Twitter before? I actually can't remember. But what are your just general takeaways from all of this it's
1: comedy gold ian
2: (laughs) Yeah, i mean yes and someone with no skin in the game nice you you don't (laughs)
1: understand how funny it is to just see all of these advertisers pulling back elon musk trying to blame young voters and then the advertisers pointing to specific tweets and him going yeah that's not a problem what? Someone's impersonating your company and committing slander on our site? No, that's that's definitely not why you're uh, pulling ads. Oh, Lori. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's funny. That That's my take on it.
0: Yeah, but Sammy Boy, last time I checked, I don't think you ever really used Twitter either.
2: Nope, get dunked, loser. <laughs> no spin in the, no in the game. I mean,
0: hey, you know, more power to you, Sam. Because, dear lord, if we can say something right now, Twitter—it's it, a double-edged sword. Uh, it is a fantastic place to find some like interesting uh, content, art, as well as shit posts. Oddly enough, but Jesus Christ, it is also a place where just constant negativity and cynicism.
1: And irrational hot takes just fester. But hey, before (laughs) we move on to the next next topic, Ian, the one good thing to come from it is the dude who's been pretending to be Satan for the last, like, ten years and kept trying to get verified finally got verified.
0: Hey, Mm -hmm. there we go! Bada bing, bada boom. There we go. Yeah, I mean, my my big takeaway is that I, I I find it silly that Elon is all about like, oh yes, it, it's all about you know uh, preserving uh, freedom of speech and having people be heard, and yet one of the main caveats of not paying for uh, verification is that fucking um, yeah, no, people literally get fucked and they aren't heard because their voice is filtered to the very bottom of search results and. Post replies
2: pay to speak, loser,
0: all right, well, here I thought that the frustration would kind of end there, but uh no it 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 keeps going, it keeps going because um you would think that this would be something positive and something to be excited about, but funny enough, of all places, I saw this on twitter um. Lucasfilm announced that they were going to be collaborating with a small, independent Japanese animation studio that maybe you've heard of before, called Studio Ghibli of Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke fame, just to name two of their absolute masterpieces of movie making.
2: Right next to Poconobico. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we might have to make a Twitter post saying Sam's not going
2: to be on the cast anymore. Dude, don't don't <laughs> chuckle at him. Poyo is a great... <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own, pay your eight bucks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so what is this? What about Studio Gilly?
0: Well, I'm not sure if you guys happen to come across this because it was just, um, I believe, either yesterday or the day before... In the morning of that day, they had the Lucasfilm logo uh, play up, and then they had the Studio Ghibli logo play, obviously insinuating that, yes, we are going to be um, collaborating on a project. And at first, they weren't saying what. So people were thinking, oh, is it maybe Star Wars? I mean, um, there's talk that the anime compilation series, Star Wars Visions, is going to be doing another set of short films, so maybe they're going to do something with them because people were kind of pissed that Studio Ghibli didn't participate in that. Um, Maybe it's Indiana Jones. Maybe it's a couple other Lucasfilm properties that maybe haven't gotten prominence. Like, Willow is pretty good, but, I mean, you ask people if they happen to know about Willow and they'll probably go like, eh. But uh, later that day, uh, they did come out with another post that had a poster for the project. As you can probably guess, given that it is Lucasfilm, uh, it's it's a Star Wars project. And I had figured it was going to be. And when I figured it was going to be, uh, my mind immediately started racing as to what they could possibly do with their own... Whether it be a short film or a feature-length thing, who knows? Just anything with Star Wars. I mean so many cases of i would even say the sequel trilogy very clearly had little hints of like ghibli colorings especially with like Ray uh exploring tatooine having like little bits and pieces of like say nausicaa from nausicaa and the valley of the wind and whatnot um and then i also thought about how much you know miyazaki himself uh absolutely loves aviation so I thought, ooh, what if they maybe do something more dog fighting oriented with like starships doing some kind of like mission or something like that, you know? Uh kind of like tapping into the porcaroso energy.
1: That's a I mean, name he's... I haven't heard in a long time, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: I love me some porcaroso. That sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest dog I mean, you're not pilot. Right. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, uh, and granted, maybe this is just because of what I thought the project was going to be, the actual project is nothing like that. It does not have, at least from what we know at the moment, um, doesn't have lightsabers, doesn't have starships, it doesn't have Wookiees or or weird alien creatures on like, you know, vast open um, remote planets waiting to be explored, in true Ghibli fashion. No. It's Grogu, Baby Yoda, yep. playing with soot
1: spirits from Spirited Away. That that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not much of a surprise, is it? <laughs> <laughs> i mean to me it is yeah i i kind of saw this one coming and i mean they opened a park for disney that's uh, miyazaki themed in japan where uh-huh. really right now you can only go there if you're an actual resident in japan and it's like you know a small launch for it for the time being that's uh-huh. just miyazaki films like you got the cat buses all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. miyazaki movies are mainly you know family movies and if you're trying to make that branching point to get a western audience into miyazaki movies they're gonna use baby yoda there's no other character that they would use for this
0: Jar jar (laughs) (laughs) well see i was even joking with a couple friends saying what if it's entirely jar jar oriented (laughs)
1: Listen, if they brought Jar Jar back, I would buy the, that tongue lollipop that they used to make, like the fruit roll-up tongue. <laughs>
0: mm. Oh, yeah. One of the weirdest bits of merchandise I've ever seen. A, a literal lollipop thing where it had Jar Jar's head covering the lollipop and you had to open up his mouth. And, and then his, his
1: tongue unrolls. His, his tongue was the mm, lollipop, mm. so
0: you basically had to give Frenchie. Jar Jar a Frenchie. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it was weird, because, cause, like, different brands did that, and some of them look, like, really, like, oddly lumpy looking, and, like, prickly, yeah. it's just like, ah, oh, you, no, no, why would you make that? Well, because Is he has electric
1: you? burns canonically on his tongue, don't you remember? Oh, exactly. I think no, for I... the video
0: version of this episode, we're just gonna have the Jar Jar lollipop pop
1: up. Yeah. No, just <laughs> just, just to have, have it an pop idea. up. Have it pop up in the very beginning. Don't explain why it popped up at all, and then here it pops up again.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no one. Will You're ever welcome, see everybody. It That's your context. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no, uh, but I'm not surprised that it's the Soot Sprites and Grogu. In all honesty, because both are the big sellers. My neighbor Totoro is the feel-good family movie for Ghibli, and Baby Yoda like the, is the feel-good but, 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 family but, but thing for to
0: Disney. Me... To me, though, like, yes, Ghibli is known for being cutesy, but that's not the only thing that they're known for. They're known for having, like, very fantastically animated, like, whimsical high fantasy sequences of, like, characters flying around. Or, like, even fighting one another and, like, doing all kinds of things and having, like, really... You know, thought provoking narratives and stuff like that and But Ian. To, to to hear that the only thing that they're gonna do is have Grogu play with soot spirits
1: Ian, I, I, I I I
0: feel cheated.
1: <laughs> I honestly do not think that this is the only thing. This is the testing the waters.
2: So this is know. the
1: safe way to test the waters. If it's profitable, they'll do more stuff. This is the way Disney operates. They'll do what they think is safe before they do anything else. That's why when they started doing live action movies, they immediately went to things like Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And what's Studio Ghibli if not the the Japanese Disney? Yep. They're gonna do
1: the safe investment first before they tread the risky waters.
0: Fair enough. I mean Sam, what, what what what's your take from
1: all this? I'm not sure
0: if you heard about it earlier on.
2: Uh, I mean, honestly, I haven't heard it until you, you brought it up, you know? Not not just today, obviously, but recently. Uh, honestly, it's like, I mean, I haven't really been invested in Star Wars and Ghibli in a while. So I, I don't really care, but I understand the concern. Like, it's it's not really, I mean, they could have done something way cooler. Yeah. You know, but I, Harrison's got a point. They're, they're playing it safe. They don't wanna do anything fancy. They don't want to do anything crazy. They don't want, you know they don't want uh what is it, Night of the Fireflies or something like that? Oh they're Grave of the fire Fireflies. fireflies. Yeah, they're not gonna they're Please. not gonna do that with orders they're not gonna Please, do that with order sixty six, you know. <laughs> not yet. I need I need that now. Would it be a lot cooler and a lot more creative? Probably. I mean, but they yeah. they just they, they don't wanna do that. It's it's too risky, too risky. I mean, for Christ's sake, they stop. they they purposely tanked uh, oh my God! Treasure Planet, because they wanted to stop the two D si- style, so they could, you know, be say, you know, do do three D projects that cost less. I mean, Disney's going to do top dollar. That's they literally like the definition yeah. of the evil company. They're one step away from becoming like the evil company in whatever generic sci fi movie you want. You know, like Fair if enough. Teddy Roosevelt was alive today, he would be grabbing his big stick and trying to break this trust as we speak. But what are you going to do? You know, I mean, we'll see what happens. This could lead to something better. I'm like, hey, it could be really good. You know, it's it's just a fine little short. You know, I'm not going to rage against it. You
0: know, it it would be freaking hilarious, though, if uh, with all the promotional stuff they, they advertise it as something like cutesy and just safe but when it actually starts playing, it turns out it is like Grave of the Fireflies' level of depressing
1: (laughs) and dark. Rogu is the sole survivor on his planet as he plays in the ashes.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's cute as fuck. That's how they get you, Ian. That's how they get you.
0: Yeah, I guess it is. Well, see, Harrison has an interesting theory and a pretty convincing one. My theory, though, is you have to keep in mind... This is Studio Ghibli we're talking about, who very much is, much like you were saying, Sam, the Japanese equivalent of Walt Disney Pictures. And the thing about them is I can't help but feel that even considering the amount of money that Disney was throwing at them, part of me thinks that at some point they said, uh, I mean, sure, but we only want to do something that's like really easy to do and not too time-consuming. Uh, so then Disney went, uh, okay, um, well, we have this cute little baby character, do you want to do something with him? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: work, I, have, whatever. I have a food for thought on that take. Mm-hmm. The last Studio Ghibli movie that they tried to put didn't do very well, if that helps kind of put why my thought is where w- it was, is.
0: Was uh, was that Earwig and the Witch or whatever that was yep. called?
1: Mm-hmm. That was, okay. It didn't do very well.
0: No, and if I'm not mistaken, that was done by Hayao Miyazaki's son, Goro, and he he's he's stumbled more than once with making movies.
1: Yeah, so they had a project that didn't do well, and they're probably going to do the safe one next, in my mind.
2: Yeah, I mean, plus, you know, imagine having Miyazaki's dad. Uh, I've seen videos of Miyazaki talking to people and, Give it reviews on their yeah project it's uh hes I mean it'd be pretty brutal. cool to have
1: Miyazaki as a dad. It mean that your dad doesn't like the Beatles,
2: yeah, and your dad also <laughs> will trash you in front of God and country,
0: <laughs> good old Miyazaki walking out of his own son's movie because he thinks that he's not ready, yeah, and then just sitting in the lobby for the rest of the runtime, yeah, uh. <laughs> personally i would be sitting there saying you know hio maybe maybe you could like help him maybe show him the ropes and stuff like that since he's interested in the same thing you are instead of just like not and saying he has to do it on his own
1: he must learn it on his own and you don't understand it's it's highly important right mm-hmm. it is highly highly important I mean,
0: I, I also think it's funny. People thought that potentially Ghibli were going to do a Indiana Jones project when I distinctly remember Miyazaki himself hating Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he actually hates Indiana Jones. And granted, the hot take itself is much more intricate than this, but... The big reason he took issue with Indiana Jones was because he didn't like the fact that Indiana Jones just goes around and shoots people, like not not having a care in the world and stuff like that. When I, yeah. I find that interesting, because the people he's shooting are either Nazis or weird well, cannibal cultists.
1: You have to remember that Ghibli has a very, very vehement anti-war message in everything that he does. He does True. not like to glorify violence. But you know who likes to glorify violence though, Ian?
2: Well, too bad. I like violence. Give me violence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, you know who well, else glorifies
1: yeah. it, Ian? What? Do you know his name, Ian? What's his name? <laughs> Tell me his name. Kevin Spacey. Well, the answer was Kaiser Soze, so...
0: Oh, okay. Wait a... a, a,
2: That was close to a spoiler. (laughs) That
0: was close, but I mean, then again, um, knowing Kevin Spacey... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, anywho, ladies and gentlemen, this is our part where we uh, sloppily segue into our next topic, which is our feature presentation. This being the 1995 crime mystery drama the usual suspects one Mm -hmm, that i mm -hmm. happened to have picked for this week uh to give an idea of what the movie is about uh, it is about a uh job gone terribly wrong for a group of uh criminals that were assembled by a mysterious man known as kaiser soze because their talents were needed for a very specific type of job that only they could do according to him And uh, the entire event is accounted by a character played by Kevin Spacey uh, as he tells the story as it happened. And you're constantly going back and forth, back and forth between present, past, and stuff like that, getting the lowdown on what exactly happened starting from the very beginning up until the very end. And many, many, many surprises present themselves. Well, if I want to get my recommendation out of the way and also talk about
1: general thoughts, my goodness, this was fantastic. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It is it is pretty good. I love uh, part of the ending. Um we'll we'll get to there. But I think it is it's one of those movies that's worth a double watch just because of like little details that they
2: hide. Basically Oh absolutely. It basically requires a double watch. Oh it
0: does. And considering that it's uh literally provided with uh amazon prime i can just rewatch it whenever i want especially yes
1: not only that but amazon prime also has little notes that pop up so like you can see all the little references to to certain things
0: oh i didn't know that i might yeah no like if, if, you're, it if you're watching
1: on amazon prime pause the movie at a, a spot and there will be a little thing that will tell you like this scene isn't from this spot or like this actor it's like their first role here and that kind of stuff mm-hmm that's a neat very little neat. feature that a lot of uh movies have on amazon prime
2: damn i
0: didn't know that
2: yeah. well sammy boy what did you think of the usual suspects it was i mean as a person who does like noir not not, not something I, I consume quite often but you know i do like noir every now and then this is a very nice homage to like old noir films and absolutely yeah it was just, it was just good it was a little jaunting in the beginning i was wasn't really i don't know it's just i don't know what kind of mindset i wanted for the movie because the biggest problem i have is it's not with the movie itself it's because i i knew the ending ah uh, the movie is well very, i mean it is one of those really big endings
0: that i think people have talked about many times before
2: yeah i mean it's it's almost impossible not to know this ending because it's such it's one of those ending one of those like legendary endings where everyone knows it, it's been, you know, uh, parried. it's been talked about, it's been joked about for so long, like, you're, you're gonna catch wind of it somehow. Right,
0: be... it has the same, like, uh, basically public knowledge that most people have as, say, Darth Vader revealing that
2: he's Luke's father. Yeah, like, if, if you're even familiar with movies, you're probably gonna somewhat kind of indirectly know this ending. Despite that, no despite knowing the enemy it was it was still really good. And it was really fun with knowing the ending. Just kind of figuring how everything connects together. And overall just a really good film. I mean it was it was it was well acted, it was felt real, you know, for the characters and whatnot. It was just a, it was it was good. It was, it was fucking fantastic. And
0: it's interesting that you uh designate it as uh Noir or like Neo Noir, because I, I... I didn't originally think about it like that, and now that you put it that way, especially because the morals and motives of each of the characters are kind of ambiguous a lot of the time, you never quite get an idea of if they're truly awful or truly, you know, good. um, It's interesting to look at it like that. Mm -hmm. Especially with the narration. The narration very much sort of pivots it in that uh, sub-genre I find because I mean Kevin Spacey is the only one that really uh, is the one doing all the narration most of the time mm-hmm. um, but I mean the thing with him is that like you get an idea that yes he's a criminal but is he all that bad and whatnot throughout the whole recounting of the events
2: hmm
0: <laughs> well if we had to get into some nitty-gritty let's get down to business gentlemen what were some of your favorite moments from the movie that the ones that uh, surprised you the most before we get to the ending because obviously the ending and the whole reveal is the big sort of thing that much like you were saying sam is the thing that's been parodied talked about discussed to no end ever since it came out but aside from the ending what were some of the twists and turns that you didn't see coming
1: me, personally, the part where one of the the five characters immediately dies. I was going to say that part, too. <laughs>
2: there's like, there's
1: no prompting it's going to happen. He's dead. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, everybody, if this wasn't a good enough indicator, uh, spoilers. We're getting into that. Uh, Harrison, which character was that? By the
1: way, that one was hold on. I'm trying to remember what his name is. I think he was the dude with the really, really heavy accent. Oh,
0: Fenster. Ah, The one played by Benicio del Toro. Mm -hmm, Fenster. Yeah. How how was it that he even died? I I completely missed that part.
1: So Fenster, when they're pitched the job, says I'm out and leaves. And then they get a call telling them to meet them at a, at a beach. They go there, and Fenster's body's there. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, now I remember. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Looking at some of the little notes for this movie, though, um, looks like Del Toro, uh, after like going over the script... Realize uh-huh. that Fencer was just set up to die, so that's why he gave him the really jarbled speech. So that way you'd re- you'd actually remember the character. Mhm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How about you, Ian? Um, I think the one that really, really, really took me by surprise was when uh, the entire group was confronting Kobayashi. And uh, calling his bluff, saying, oh yeah, y- you work for basically no one, Kaiser Sose isn't real, and uh, we're just gonna straight up kill you. And he's like, okay, but like, give me the benefit of the doubt real quick. Perhaps you should maybe let me uh, tend to my business with uh, Edie upstairs? <laughs> and all of a sudden, immediately, they're like, w- w- wait, 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 who? 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 Uh, Edie, by the way, is uh, Keaton's, uh, I-, I forget, wife? Girlfriend? I could sworn yeah. it was just girlfriend.
2: Yeah, it's just girlfriend.
0: Okay, just just girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. just girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> the the part that I I guess was the cherry on top at this moment when he was like, yeah, uh, I, I have her here, and uh, you know, obviously, I would assume it wouldn't be all that great if something were to um happen to her. Uh, mm-hmm. So how about you let me tend to this, and I can also refrain from uh, castrating uh, your cousin, your uncle, and so on and so forth. Basically saying that, yeah, I know exactly where all your uh, friends and family are at, and I can kill them at any time, uh, should you not um, heed Kaiser Sose's uh, demands. Because you're doing this job, and you're going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the part that just took me for a fucking loop.
2: yeah. Like I said, for me, it's it's just unsuspected character deaths. I don't know, man. It's just they it fuck me up. <laughs> uh,
0: honestly, because you're just not really expecting it at first, and I mean sometimes those can kind of fall into, um, I guess, shock value and purely just that sometimes, depending on the movie. But I mean, these ones, the the, the thing is, is that they they um, they sort of build these guys up as like these super competent criminals. Uh, that have done all kinds of jobs like this, but because of the circumstances and what they're going up against, uh, the, the the movie basically says, yeah, no, you're not invincible, and at any moment you can die, just
2: unceremoniously. Which, in a bad film, makes you feel contrived, but in a good film it kind of makes you feel more, I hate to use this word, based, more, more uh, real, <laughs> you know? Ooh, super based. Very Based. Based. Based mode. So, you know, I got a question for you guys uh-huh. about the movie. So, Dean. Oh my god, his last name Dean. Dean Keaton. Thank you. I was going to say koontz but that's an Arthur. Arthur Kuntz. Um, you know, he's kind of set up as like the, I would say for the most part, he's kind of almost set up as like the main character in a way. Yes. It feels like. And you know, when you reach the end, you find out the truth of the situation. But, I got I mean, considering this is this entire tale as we learned the unexplored story, blah, blah blah blah, is that this is all this tale is set up by an untrustworthy narrator, that being Verbal. Mm-hmm. AKA like Spacey. Mhm. AKA the main bad guy, so said. Mhm. So, I just what, how much do you think he's telling the truth about the character? D- is there any way to reliably say how much like Dean deem- uh, Dean Keaton was like, how, I don't, know how, I don't know how I'm saying this. So,
1: like, actually, a, a good person if he actually was reforming anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's just all bullshit?
1: Well, given that the job and everything with Kobayashi was made up, like even the Redfoot stuff is all made up. You you can't trust anything that he said.
0: Oh, honestly. But it does beg the question if, uh, because in, in the recounting there was a lot focused
1: on Keaton, yes, and whatnot to and, incriminate and... him. Hmm. Yeah. But the only thing you really have to go off of that is reliable is the very beginning where they're all in the lineup. That's it. Fair enough.
0: So, a great
2: movie ending, multi.
0: Uh I, I, I would have to say so. Considering it's an ending that just completely changes how you took in the movie entirely, because <laughs> I mean it—it's it, it, such a whirlwind of like realizations and emotions too. Because the the, the whole thing is that you know, verbal—he's—he's, he's, you know, recounting all these events and 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 like taking key detail in saying how oh Keaton cared about Edie and was, like, trying to be reforming, and he was, like, saying, oh, hey, you stay behind so that you can go tell Edie that I tried, and stuff like that. And then the cops are saying, oh, no, 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 that's the thing, though. Keaton was lying the whole time, and he was really Kaiser Sose, and he faked his own death, and he was having you be the one that stays behind, because uh, he knew that you were essentially the, quote-unquote, stupid one that wouldn't fuck anything up. And then for all of that to then be turned on its head after, you know, Verbal is having this breakdown of like, oh, wh- why me? Why me? No, that that can't be true. For all of that to be a lie, and it turns out Verbal was Kaiser Sose, is just one of the most mind-blowing endings I've seen in forever. And if I can say something right now, I I actually did not go into this movie knowing the ending. I, I have no idea how. Uh, the The only thing I knew going in was that, yes, one of the characters that were in the lineup, in this crew, turns out to be Kaiser Sose. So I'm like, okay, so one of them is... Maybe it's Kevin Spacey? But the thing is, is that, like, he he's he's going along with this, and it's almost like he's finding out more about the situation that he didn't know ahead of time. So it, it has you wondering, well, shit, but, like, the, Kaiser Soze, he's on the ship doing this, but then, like, verbal, he's over on the, the, the actual, you know, uh, lot on the other end of the ship. How could be over there, or here, or there? Or like, what, what's going on? <laughs> and then, turns out, yeah, no, he was never a gimp. He was never uh, the quote-unquote stupid one. No, he was the guy behind it all along.
2: Yeah, and the movie does its best to so like make you sympathize with him. Because he's telling the story. He's going to make himself look as sympathetic as possible.
0: For the sake of covering his real identity, he acts as like this incredibly pathetic man that has no idea what he's actually talking about. Constantly bringing up immunity as if that means anything to the cops and stuff. And then the the cops come to find out, oh shit, wait a minute, he was Kaiser Soze, and he just completely just slips through their fingers.
1: Yep. And is gone. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't just bring up immunity, he just keeps mentioning the fake story about the, uh, barbershop quartet he was a part of. Yeah. Like, he, br- he brings it up a good, like, three, four times. God, it just makes me want to go back and
0: rewatch it all over again, just to take it all in, just to see how it all came together, because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still such a rush. <laughs> hmm. Uh so that sounds like a recommendation from just about every one of us.
2: Yeah, just yeah. just it's almost like a recommendation to watch it twice. One time to, you know, watch the movie, another time to to figure out all the pieces and figure it out for yourself. Because uh, you know, a movie that makes that necessarily challenge yeah, I would say that challenges you or make you think, that's always a good thing, you know, despite what you may think about the you know style and whatnot and the type of movie it is. It's 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 always fun when the movie like gives you homework, but you know, like Oh yeah. It says, Okay, try again. You know, it's, it's it's always a cool little thing. And I always appreciate that. So honestly, I, I can't help but recommend a movie that makes me watch it twice. And that makes me want to watch it twice because it's actually good.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is most definitely a movie that I'm going to come back to every so often just to take it all in.
2: Yeah, because if it was a trash fucking movie and made me watch it twice, I wouldn't be recommending it.
0: Wait. I guess it does beg the question: if it was a trash movie but it had a fantastic ending, would you ever like want to watch
1: it? Sam, what mm-hmm. you're telling me in the exact way you worded that is that I'm the only person here who's seen Morbius more than once. <laughs>
2: I mean, <laughs> no. Did you watch? No. It? <laughs> uh, look, Harrison, <laughs> No. <That'd> <laughs> listen we're past this i can't fault you for watching morbius as i cannot fault someone for watching a train wreck
1: yeah no you don't understand it's just funny to force people to watch
2: it uh that's a that's a discussion for that episode because i can go on about that oh uh, lord shit i if it
0: appeals to the memes i suppose so i mean they released it twice so it must be good Exactly. Yeah. That's what I
1: keep telling myself. Oh, yeah. Released twice. Must be good.
0: Oh, what's that? It was pulled after, like, the first weekend of having it re
1: released? What? What? Maybe it was just that good. Maybe I should drive down to Texas so you go to the movie theater that's still premiering Morbius. Oh, God. (laughs) Of course, there'd be Texas.
2: (laughs) Texas. Where else would it be?
1: I don't know. Where
0: else Everything, but Texas? Everything's good yeah, no, in Texas. Yeah, but, uh,
1: uh, but watch Usual Suspects. Don't watch Morbius. It's it's not good. The memes are wise.
2: You shouldn't even have to say that. But... No, but you know, we recommend this movie. Don't recommend Morbius. But what's next to recommend?
0: That is a good question, Harrison. I believe you.
1: Yes, are next I, in the
0: rotation.
1: I have an interesting one to recommend. Okay, as mm-hmm. to call it a movie is. You know a bit of an overstatement because movies usually have a runtime of like an hour 30 minutes to three hours this movie has a impressive runtime of 30 minutes
0: oh cool
1: so i'm gonna uh pair it with some you know other short movies that are kind of similar but the main attraction will be a little movie called cat soup oh my (laughs) yes it is it is free on youtube i will send you the links after the podcast session but the whole movie is free to watch it is uh it's a wild ride oh my and we'll of
0: course be sure to provide the uh the the link in the description of whatever platform you guys may be listening to this on just so you can easily access it, even though I'm sure you could also just look it up. But
1: hey, yes. people the, be lazy sometimes. Yeah, the other thing too with Cat Soup, it is a almost silent movie. There is one line of dialogue in the mm. entire 30-minute runtime.
2: You did it, wow. son. You became Cat Soup.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I love you, son. <laughs> <laughs> you make me proud. Yeah. Well that has been our inside the moment. Indeed. And until next time, take care everybody and we'll catch you on the flip side. blah 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 bye. Hear Farewell. me out though. Eight dollar subscription fee.